This morning, I just want to share from the Word of God, from the Gospel according to John, chapter 15. Let's turn our Bibles to John, chapter 15, verses 1 to 8. I'll read the scripture for you. John, chapter 15, verses 1 to 8. Jesus says, I am the true wine, and my Father is the wine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Verse 4. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my people, or my disciples. Now here we see Jesus talking about the wine tree and its branches and he is making a comparison to the wine tree and the children of God and the church and the people of God. And today morning, just let's keep some time aside to understand what this parable Jesus is talking about. And there are three different categories or three different entities we see there. Verse 1 talks about the wine dresser or the gardener. When you see a vineyard, I would you know, expect you to bring that picture in your mind. When you see the vineyard, there is a wine dresser or the gardener who takes care, who tends or who keeps that garden safe. And he does whatever is required to be done for the wine trees in that garden. And who is that gardener? Who is that wine dresser? Jesus says, my father is the wine dresser. So Father in heaven, he is the wine dresser. And who is the wine, the tree, the wine? He's saying, I am the true wine. So Jesus being the wine, the tree, Father being the wine dresser. And he says, and you are the branches. So we are all the branches. So each one of us are the branches and we are stuck with the wine, Jesus being the wine, we are all attached to Jesus and Father being the wine dresser or the gardener. You know, that's the simple comparison uh, in, a, in a metaphor Jesus is you know, talking about here. 
and he is also talking about you know, bearing fruit I was just thinking and again and again thinking about the two revelation that we spoke today this morning you know Debbie told about somebody getting ready for something you know we see a battle array of army array of soldiers standing there someone is getting ready for something and Krishna was sharing about the two nature of God the mercies of God the grace of God and also we see the wrath of God and I believe we see all these three here in this portion what we read just now now we see the way God is preparing his church as the wine dresser as a gardener the way he is caring for the you know the branches or the wine the way God the Father is preparing or the way you know the soldiers are getting ready for something in their lives the way God is bringing up his church the way God is establishing his people to withstand in the time of trouble in the time of trials we see that here the way God is working in our lives we also see as we go further we will see you know the word of God as we read it talks about two different branches the branch that bears fruit the branch that doesn't bear fruit and one area one side we see the mercy of God and other side we see the wrath of God the moment God finds the branch is not bearing fruit he doesn't really bother he just instead just pluck that branch and throw that in the fire that's what it says and the other hand we see the mercy and grace of God the moment God finds that the branch is bearing fruit he will just prune that branch and make sure it brings more fruit now we see all this together in this chapter as we go further what is meant by fruit bearing here we talks about the word of God talks about you know the branches that bear fruit and the branches they don't bear fruit what is meant by fruit bearing you know let's, let's look at a tree in general need not be a wine you know tree or any other tree if a tree is grown tall and if the tree is full of leaves you know throughout the entire year but if the tree is not having any fruit in general we say you know the tree is of no use a tree which is not bearing fruit it cannot it doesn't have the capability of producing its own you know what I mean in a family when we you know when we get together you know as a husband and wife there is a great expectation for babies you know soon or later they expect babies to come forth and you know human is capable of producing of its own kind and every creation on this earth has having ability to produce of its own a tree the same way has its ability if a tree is not bearing any fruit that trees may stand st strong and it may have leaves and it may go through seasons after season and finally it is of no use that's for the ordinary tree in the same way the tree if it's not bearing a fruit it's not able to produce its own it's not able to you know be of help or benefit for somebody else even the birds may fly and then come and sit in the tree looking for it may get a fruit but then it may not get a fruit there is a disappointment you know such trees brings disappointment even to the birds they will just come and wait for the fruits and then just fly away so tree which is not bearing fruit it can it cannot be a benefit to someone else it just occupies space it takes all the water and all the fertility or the richness of the ground and it grows by itself but it is not of any use and when Jesus is talking about he is talking about a tree that can bear fruit you know in the same way when we talk about trees God also expects us to bear fruit when you say fruit what is the fruit word of God is talking about you know fruit 
represents the abundance of Christian living. The abundance of Christian living. You know, God has promised a great living for every Christian life. You know, we, we can see that in Galatians, if you can turn the Bible with me to Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 to 23. That's where we see the abundance of life. It may be an individual life, it may be a family life, it may be a society or it may be a church. You know, that's where we see the fruit of life or the fruit of the spirit. What of God says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. All these are fruit of the spirit. When God says, Jesus said, this is the comparison. He's talking about the tree not bearing fruits. He's also referring to our lives those who are not bearing such fruits as we see you know this I would like to call it as abundance of life you know once we have all this in our life in our family there is nothing greater than that when our family is you know having joy love peace long suffering you know sometimes you know we used to say at least our children used to say when everybody is happy in the family you know uh, things are going very well children say it's like heaven for me right don't we say that sometimes you know we think that everything is going well everything is good and you know it's like a heaven but if something is not going well I don't want to say that something is not going well you know that's what we feel our family is like you know some, some, some sometimes people I heard people saying that I don't want to get back to my home you know early I just try to delay sit in my sit at my office late and late and you know do some work because I don't feel like going home if I go home it's a pain there. I don't want to go home. And I, I, have, I heard people saying that. You know, it, it is true because it is expected out of every one of our lives to bear fruit. To bear fruit. I'm sure when Jesus was telling his disciples, I think that's what he had in mind. Abundance of Christian living. You know, giving also, it also refers to giving birth to more souls in God's kingdom. You know, after all, why God has called us into this? God has called us into this to be a blessing for somebody else. You know, we found the light and we tell others to go and find the light. You know, that's what we do. You know, even we have experiences in, in, in our own countries. Sometimes, you know, people may say such, you know, crude examples at times. When, in, in our backside, when you open the backside in our country, the back, backside door, we see dogs, see, you know, most of the time we see, you know, street dogs or some dogs there. Moment you feed the dog, the dog is fed and it eats. And the dog has an ability, I'm not sure whether it is true or not, but I heard that. The dog goes out and it communicates that there is food available there. And you wait, keep the door open for some time. Then we see many more dogs there in that place. Come rushing. You know, God expects something similar in our lives. We found something good and God expects us to bring more people into that light. Bearing fruit. Bearing fruit. It's not just enjoying the blessings of God, abundance of life within our lives. Bearing fruit also introducing many more into the knowledge of God. To to the knowledge of God. So here, Word of God talks about two different branches. That's what I want to talk today. Two types of branches. The first branch, we see that in verse 2 every branch in me that does not bear fruit the first type of branch is the branch that does not bear fruit 
and the second type of branch again we see that in verse 2 and every branch that bears fruit so two different types of branches the first branch that does not bear fruit and the second type of branch that does bear fruit let's talk about the branches that does not bear fruit the branch that does not bear fruit word of God says every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away he pulls it away he plucks it away every branch that's not yielding fruit the gardener comes and plucks it away you know have you seen the wintry the wintry when it starts growing there may be some branches coming at the root at the stem at the ground level the gardener usually you know they don't that branch it doesn't bear fruit it will just come and spread and it will you know just spread over the mud and very if you leave that the leaves will get covered with the mud because for wine branch to bear fruit it has to be on little height so that the the, the fruit can hang under the under the branches the, the 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 branches which are very at the very low level they cannot bear any fruit so the gardener will come and he plucks those branches he can just cut those branches and remove those branches from the tree and Jesus is talking about that every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes it away the branch that does not bear fruit in verse 4 we see again Jesus is talking about abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine neither can you unless you abide in me the branch that does not bear fruit first of all the branch that doesn't abide in Jesus Christ the branch that doesn't abide in Jesus Christ what does it mean we as I said we are the branches if we don't abide in Jesus Christ we will not be able to bear fruit the fruit I already talked about all the love joy peace and all that that we can have in a Christian living the, 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 the way we can bring someone into the kingdom of God they are they represent the fruit and the, if we don't abide in Christ we will not be able to do any of those in our lives we will not have the real joy we will not have the real peace in our life we will not have gentleness self-control and all those things in our life and God is expecting us to abide in Christ abiding in Christ means depending on Christ depending on Christ the people who are not able to abide in Christ they are not depending on Christ you know today we may think why do I need to depend on Christ you know we need to depend on Christ because he is the mediator between father and us you know today man can seek God only through Jesus that's what the word of God says I am the truth I am the way and I am the life he said I am the only way then there is no other way to man to reach God and Jesus being the way as his children as branches we need to abide we need to depend on Lord Jesus Christ secondly not abiding means we are not you know keeping our or basing our faith in God's promises and God expects us to keep uh, to you know to have faith on what he has spoken God wants us to you know put our trust in his words today you know today God wants us to trust his word God wants us to believe in his word God wants us to trust and believe what he spoke to us what he said 
You know, sometimes when we are going through some difficult situation, God has promised us, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And God expects us to trust in those scriptures. Put our trust in those words. And we need to pray to the Lord. Lord, you said that, Lord, when I'm going through tough times in my life, Lord, you told me that you will never leave me. Where are you, Lord? Where are you? You spoke to me. I believe, I believe that your word is true. Where are you now? Help me. I am in a time of trouble. I am going, going through a time of distress in my life. Lord, help me in this place. You know, God expects us to put our trust in him. And if someone is not able to trust the word of God, we will not be able to bring fruits in our life. We will not be able to bear fruit. And abiding, not abiding in Christ means not following his teachings. Not following his word. The one who follows Jesus is the one who is abiding. And the moment we are not following his word, we are not able to abide. So the branch that does not bear fruit, it doesn't abide in Jesus Christ. Secondly, what will happen to that branch? Verse 6 says, verse 6 says, If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. The moment such branch is cut off from the tree and if it is thrown outside and tomorrow next day you come and see that branch, it is dried, it is withered. You know our Christian life will become withered, our Christian life will become so dry the moment we cut off from Jesus Christ. And today when Jesus said this that's what he meant. He's saying that you know don't try to be a branch that is getting cut off that is not abiding in me just be a branch that abides in me if you are not abiding in me you feel that you are cut off from Jesus Christ and you find that you know you find so much of dryness in your life you much have you feel so much of dryness on the other day yesterday we had another pastor you know who came here just walked in uh, to worship with us yesterday morning morning fasting prayer and while going he said he's from Sudan and he said I came to Halifax maybe 10 years ago I came from a country Sudan it's full of desert everywhere I came from such a dry place to this land thinking that there is so much of you know plenty in this land but here I see so much of spiritual dryness my land is dry my land is dry my country is dry but when I come here I find so much of spiritual dryness everywhere I came here just to have fellowship so that you know my life will be renewed that's the reason he just walked into this place you know we you know get into a situation where we find so much of dryness in our lives and the moment we feel the dryness in our life we need to realize there is something wrong with my connection with the Lord Jesus Christ I just got cut off from him somewhere I need to go and kneel down I need to strengthen in my life and I need to bring my life and get my life united so every tree that is not attached to the vine every tree that is cut off from the branch is withered away uh, verse uh, 6 if anyone does not abide in me he is cast out as a branch and is withered and then what happens and they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burnt a branch that is cut off from the vine they don't allow that you know to 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 be to to pile up there in the vineyard if you have seen the vineyard it's all very clean you know it's all very clean not even a leaf we can see there it's all well maintained you know the people don't allow that leaves to fall and lie here and there so they collect all the leaves and what they do they just put it in the fire what does it mean how do we apply that to our lives 
word of God says you know if someone who is not abiding in Christ he has to be thrown into the fire word of God also talks about you know the things which are thrown into the fire and who will be thrown into the fire let's see let's read some scriptures Revelation chapter 19 Revelation chapter 19 verse 20 Revelation chapter 19 verse 20 Then the beast was captured and with him the false prophets who worked signs in the in his presence by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image these two were cast alive into the lake of fire burning with the brimstone who is thrown into the fire lake of fire the beast and the false prophet the beast and the false prophet you know even though Jesus uh, the, the God is revealing the things which will happen in the in future but even today we see those spirits in the midst even though today when we talk about deception people are drawn back from God drawn away from God we see these spirits operating very well even today and such a spirit is what need to be thrown into the fire not you and me let's read some more things uh, Revelation 20 verse 10 Revelation 20 verse 10 says the devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone so who is who will be thrown into the lake of fire and the brimstone the devil false prophet and the antichrist or the beast and the devil are the one to be thrown into the fire and here we see word of God talking about the branch that is cut off from Jesus Christ are collected and being thrown into the fire thrown into the fire let's read one more reference verse 20 uh, sorry chapter 20 verse 14 then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire this is the second death who, who are there in death and Hades what the Bible talks about death and Hades it talks about those who died ungodly those who died ungodly those who died without Jesus in their lives and they are also kept ready to be thrown into the lake of fire you know God created the hell for the for the fallen angels God created the hell for the devil not for people but then we are given our own will our own desire our own option to take either to accept Jesus Christ or to deny the moment we deny Jesus Christ and you know along with this false false prophet and the beast and the devil the people who are not living godly they are also thrown they will also be thrown into the lake of fire that's what the word of God says one more scripture verse 20 chapter 20 verse 15 and anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire you know our names to be written in the word of God whose name will be written in the word of God the one who is abiding with Jesus Christ the one who is not getting cut off from Jesus Christ one who is abiding with Jesus Christ his name is written in the word of God and they will not be thrown into the fire so here we see a branch that doesn't bear fruit getting cut off from the tree and thrown into the fire fire and God doesn't expect us to be such a branch of no use to anyone of no help and benefit to anybody anybody else not even our own life God doesn't want us to be that first type of branch but instead God wants us to be the second type of branch the branch that bears fruit the branch that bear, bears fruit verse 2 
15, John 15 verse 2. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, what, what he does? He prunes that it may bear more fruit. He prunes. So first of all, what he Jesus does, as God does, the gardener does, he is God Almighty. He prunes. You know, that's a term which is quite often used in the, you know, wind growing. So when the wind tree grows and it comes up, the branches are removed. They are not going to bear any fruit. Those branches are cut off totally. But now there are good branches coming up. So the wine dresser, he will come and he will have a very sharp small scissor in his hand. And he will come with that and he will prune the branches. What does it mean, pruning the branches? You know, he allows the main stem of the branch to continue to grow and spread out. But there are small leaves, extra branches are going, growing, shooting out. He will just prune them. He will just cut them. So that you know he will have more fruit in the main branch that is spread out so that's a pruning process you know the pruning process to a Christian life when you and I try to bear fruit when we apply that pruning process to our life you know when we try to bear fruit we go through certain difficulties in our lives that's why people say everything was going very good until I seek God the moment I start coming to church, the moment I start going to church, the moment I start seeking God, I found you know there is so much, so many things are happening in my life. Things are not going well. Why do we feel that? You know, when we go through, when we want to live godly, when we start bearing fruits, when we start doing something for God, God allows us to be pruned. God allows us to be pruned, and the pruning. We think you know it's painful, but eventually the pruning is good for the tree, so that there will be more fruit. But it's a temporary process we go through, and that is what is very difficult, tough in our lives. Pruning removes every ungodly things in our lives. Pruning removes every ungodly things in our lives. Take one simple example of you know when we go through something, some painful situation. For example, some sickness in our lives. When we go through that sickness in our lives, you know, sometime we realize that we need help from God. Otherwise, we cannot come out of it. We come closer to God. We start depending more on God. We are by you know automatically we start seeking God because we are in trouble now. We need God's help. We are in trouble, so we come closer to God. We seek, try to seek God. The moment you seek more God, the ungodly things will slowly go away from our lives. You know the pruning makes us more pure. Pruning is not a punishment. It looks like it is a punishment. It is not a punishment. You know, it, 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 is, it is to become more productive. When we go through that pruning process, we will become more attached to God. We will yield more fruits. Our life will be tuned. You know, sometimes you know, when we go through a rough situation in our lives, all that we need to have in our mind, God is allowing me. God is taking me through a pruning process in my life. So that my characters will be molded. So that my life will become beneficial for my own family, for somebody else outside. It removes the ungodly things. Pruning is not destructive. It looks like it is cutting off those small branches, unwanted branches, small you know, tenders. But it is not destructive. Eventually it is constructive because the wine dresser is doing that so that there will be more fruit. There will be more you know, uh, fruit. That, that, that's the idea. So pruning 
is good for our lives. Pruning is good for our lives. So every branch that bears fruit, verse 2 says, the gardener prunes that. And secondly, verse 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Secondly, it talks about depending on Jesus. The good branches, they bear fruit, they abide in Christ. They depend on Christ. And that's what God expects us to depend on Him. You know, as the branches take the sap from the main tree, the main stem, God is expecting us to draw strength from Jesus. That's what it means. When we abide, when the branches abide in the tree, it takes the sap from the main main stem, from the ground that is taken and it is the branches are capable of receiving that strength, that nourishment from the main vine, main tree. And that's what God expects us to take strength from Jesus. Jesus being the vine, we being the branches, he expects us to draw strength from him. What does it mean drawing strength from him? Waiting upon him. Waiting. Praying to God. Praying and waiting upon Jesus. Closer walk with Jesus. You know, when we try to do things, we will realize in Christ we find everything. But when we try to do things outside Christ, we will find emptiness. We will find emptiness. You know, how much ever we try to do things, you know, without having Jesus at the focus, at the center, we will, our hearts will not be satisfied. And that's what God is saying that you need to continue to abide in me. In Philippians 4.13, Paul says, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. We can do things only through Christ. As children of God, God expects us to depend on more on Him. So the branches that bear fruit, God is pruning the branches and He is making us to abide in Him, in Jesus. Verse 7 says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. The branches those branches who abide in the main tree what do they expect they expect to bear more fruit and we will see that and here Jesus is telling if you abide in me and my words in you as we said we receive the word of God we meditate upon the word of God we understand we study the word of God and the word of God abides in our lives and what is the benefit here word of God Jesus is telling that your desire will be given our prayers will be answered our prayers will be answered when if you abide in me and my words in you you will ask what you desire what you desire. There is so much desire in our lives. And at times, you know, our desires are not, not responded by God. Our desires are not met by God at times. So we need to think about how His words are dwelling in me. How His words are having root in me. So what of God says, if you abide in me and my words in you, you ask your desire and it will be given. So, you know, one way for getting answer to our prayer is abiding in Him. Is abiding in Jesus. So abiding, even though it's a pruning process, even though we, God expects us to take strength from Christ, it is also getting answer for our prayers. And verse 8 says, By this my Father is glorified. And when we abide in Him, when we start bearing fruits, 
what happens? My father is glorified. You know, Jesus all the time in his ministry, he was always giving glory to his father in heaven. And that's what God expects us to do. In everything that we do, God expects us to give glory to him. It, it should not be about our lives. It cannot be about ourselves. We, God expects us to give glory to him in everything we do. And when we abide in him, when we bring, when we give fruit, when we bear fruit, what is the result? Our prayer is answered and more than that, it, by this my father is glorified. Being bring glory to God. You know that's what all of us are trying to do on this earth. We bring more glory to God. And it's not just that, al- that alone. Let's read that. More glory to God that you bear much fruit. We will start bearing more fruit as we abide in him. And it says, so you will be my disciples. So our prayer is answered. We bring glory to God. And we are equipped to bear much more fruit. And finally it says, it says, you will be my disciples. You will be my disciples. You know, two types of branches we talked about. The one branch that doesn't bear fruit, it is just thrown into the fire. The other branch, God is working in that branch until it starts giving more fruit. I'm sure I am in that process. And I'm sure you are also in the process of God pruning our lives every day, day after day, to more abide in Him, to more depend on Him, to more stand strong in Jesus Christ, to draw more strength from Jesus Christ and you know some of our long pending questions will be answered some of our prayers will be answered the more we depend on God and we will start bringing glory to God and eventually we will bear much more fruit and we will see the you know the fruit is the benefit we see of all our effort we will see those benefits in our lives in the coming days and finally it says you will become my disciples you will become my followers the one whom God can trust and give responsibilities. The one who can God trust and give the key to open the blessings of God. And God expects us to become his followers, to become his disciples. But all that we need to do is to abide in Jesus Christ.